Welcome to the fourth part podcast, where Masons can meet to discuss Freemasonry, life, and the world around them. The opinions of the participants are their own and do not represent any Grand Lodge stance or opinion. And now here are your hosts, Worshipful Brother Matthew Andrew Sales, a.k.a. the Grumpiest Past Master, and Brother Daniel Massiana, a.k.a. the OG Daniel Son. Uh, we weren't recording. Oh, what? Why'd you do that? Anyway, hold on. Back to that. Wait. What? Are we good? <laughs> um, no, I'm saying yeah, like, we've gone completely off the road. In, <laughs> in life, this is though, bad, yeah. Listen, in life, in life, I feel like a lot yeah, of guys. There we go. Oh, we were black too. Whoa, we were faded to black. God, That's we're a disaster. Deep. Now we're light. Yeah, so now we look. Now we're in the light. From darkness to light. So I was saying, like, in lives, that's where guys kind of don't get the whole experience because they're not being unapologetic. Help me out. Unapologetic. That's what it was just me. Unapologetically. Oh, yeah. my God. It's a What's in that hat? <laughs> not a brain. Not a brain. It's definitely not a brain. <laughs> Jeez, my man. Louise. My man. No, but li- listen. You can't, you can't address the imperfections unless you call them out, right? You can't fix the imperfections unless you make them known. So if you're walking around with this fake image of who you're trying to be, not who you are, you're going to fall short. It doesn't matter. Mm. Damn, these things are flapping in the breeze. It's the hat, but I'm not taking it off. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're committed at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we look crazy. <laughs> oh boy, but <laughs> that's what it's about. And don't worry, you still look fly. You know, the grotto would be proud. <laughs> we're just—we're not even—we're not even the tenth of what those guys normally are. I still am like, listen. What did they put in this thing that they needed so tall back in the day? Like, were they pulling rabbits out back then? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, where did we leave off? We left off with... Oh, listening, listening, listening. Listening, but not hearing. Mm, that's deep, man. Because to listen... Mm, Listening, wait, you said listening, not hearing. No, hearing, listening, not listening, but not hearing. Okay. Elaborate. Before I do. So, how many times in and out lodge have you actually said something to somebody not felt like they've actually heard you? Well, we, we said this in a previous episode where you're just doing like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You're just listening. Like, you're not hearing. Like, uh, yeah, just being polite. Right. You know. But are you saying anything of value? Again, right? Only speak when you're improving the silence. And I feel like sometimes the um, right? The um, the 
those things that we feel the silence can build anticipation, right? If you're really a wordsmith. But in order to do that, you have to fuck, like you have to listen to what they're saying. Because then you could communicate your response in a way that they'll understand, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. That's the art of communication. But a lot of people aren't saying anything worth saying, or they just want to be heard, right? Yeah. So <laughs> if you're not really... Right. Some people just, they just yeah. want the, the, the actual, have the physical person be listening to them, <laughs> but not actually hearing them. You know, it, it's it right. Then it's it's a human condition. You know, it's it's venting, it, it's griping, it's whatever, it's whatever you want to call but it. Also, how you grew up, right? How many times you try to talk? Ugh, grown ups are talking. Yeah, you didn't say excuse me. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Is it is it child trauma? No, no. Mm -hmm. I, I I think it's just a natural human thing to do where. It's not a it's a defense mechanism or it's a coping mechanism for some things where there's mm -hmm. people just need to get they need to get stuff out, and that's and that's why we're there for for our brothers sometimes is you you need to hear them out let let them get it out of their system so they they feel like they're being but you the art of being able to genuinely hear somebody and empathize with them is it's it's hard it's it's impossible to fake. So, I mean, some yeah. people are good at it, but it's, you know. You got to have the intention, though. To, right. To, if you truly care about somebody, of you, course. Sh you should be able to actually empathize with them it's on some level to to give that person something they need to be able to get past whatever they're going right. through. Right. It's the building aspect of it because even, it, even so, right, you have somebody that's trying to genuinely communicate their, you know, feelings or whatnot, right? You don't make them feel heard. They start rushing. They're stuttering. It, there's no art in it, right? Mm -hmm. So you 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 kind of want them to give them the space of the floor. What are you looking for, man? I think I lost something. <laughs> I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for my wallet, but I don't. Have, I'm not wearing my wallet. <laughs> Is it in your other clothes before you change? No. It probably is. Oh, man. <laughs> you look like my friend. He used to, <laughs> I'm like, he used to be like on ecstasy. He's like, like feeling himself. Panicked like, out. Like, I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. What the hell? What did I do with that? <laughs> that's, how, that's how I am when I'm like, oh, shit. Where's my cell phone? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was looking for my cell phone, but it's, it's literally like right in front of me right now. Right. Yeah. I had this guy when I was a mechanic. He was always on ecstasy. And he'd feel himself the same way, not alluding to that's what you're doing because you're a responsible individual. But it just brought me back. I just kind of panicked for a second because I didn't, I didn't want my right. phone to, if I turned it off silent by accident, just go off in the middle of the podcast. Right. It happens. So I gotta take imperfectly perfect, right? <laughs> you gotta yeah. be comfortable in the uncomfortable. People thrive in that. I thrive in that. I love it. Like, make me feel uncomfortable. In a respectful way, because I'm still a gentleman. But I, I love being put in a position where I'm not able to keep my cool, in a sense. Because all the che teachings come to fruition there, right? Right. It's like the game time shot. You know? You take mm -hmm. the shot, it's either going to be a game winner or you learn. 
Did I force that shot? Should I have passed it off? Do I need to take a thousand more jump shots, you know? I don't know. It's growth, development. So do you do you feel like that... Do you feel like that brothers hear each other? It's tough in this subject because... Because I, I, I... Let's be honest about mm-hmm. it. Tough subjects in lodges. Mm-hmm. Finances. Mm-hmm. Direction of the lodge. Uh, I'm going to go even deeper if you don't mind. Yeah, please. Brothers wanting to leave their legacy in the lodge or even ritual, right? If you want to get higher into like Grand Lodge. But certain people like, hey, listen, I want to, I want to, I want to put a new bar in the building. I want to put a new floor. I want to change up the wallpaper, right? That's their legacy because they come into lodge and they own a piece of the building at, at that point and say, hey, listen, I did a charity. I raised the money. I did this. I did that. But, you know, not every brother might have seen that episode of HGTV. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, ah, that really doesn't resonate with me. I don't I don't like that. So to to be able to tell a brother, hey, listen, I, I think your style is trash. <laughs> you don't want to offend a brother, but you're like, hey, listen, I got to come here for the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> I don't want to see. My family's got to see this. Right. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to say, hey, listen, yeah, I belong over there. And they just put. Um, goldfish wallpaper on the wall <laughs> that's not cool <laughs> you know what I mean funeral harm carpet hey some of that stuff is alright because you know with Listen, all the we floral all pattern do, though, we gotta do what we have to do it hides the stains sorry I saw that episode of HGTV I'm a DIYer do it yourself yeah we got a, we got a fly flying around it's here, a moth it's a moth is it a, a fairy? It no, it's a, a moth. F- it could be a fairy. Yeah. Yo, you ever smelled mothballs before? Does that that starts to explain a lot about you, Danny? No, I'm just asking. <laughs> if you have, <laughs> yeah, I know what mothballs smell like, but how, I how, say it. how do you get the little legs apart? <laughs> yeah, <What>? yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was not rehearsed. I know for the people that know me that will watch this. I, I get them with that all the time. <laughs> I got my mother-in-law with that. She's got a very heavy accent. She's like, what are you talking about, my friend? <laughs> it was good, though. <laughs> I'm a dad joke veteran. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard more dad jokes in the lodge than I have ever there was from a, my own father. There was an eight-year-old. He was spicy today with uh, the dad jokes. At the oh, party yeah, he was today, on point. yeah. He was he was on he was on point. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. But you can tell again, like, even in a, a Mason's child, right? In the interaction of he's coming by the lodge to do some work. He's changing ceiling tile. And he might bring his son or his daughter. How well spoken they are, how they carry themselves. It's like, all right. This is this is the future. The future is looking promising. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, how do we how do we impart what we what we learn the values, in a lodge? Right. Without it's it's important to do it without being so overt. Right? It's it's important to be like say show our children, show our friends, show our family 
that I'm a Mason without saying I learned this mm -hmm. from here. Right. And it's, again, it's the everlasting journey of constantly trying to be the best version of yourself. Because we all, listen, we all sleep, slip up. We, we live day oh, to day. Of course, we're not, nobody is perfect. Right, right. And me, listen, man, I'm no better than the next guy. But I guarantee you, my wanting to be better is a, a little bit higher than the most. But again, like in, in doing that, you have the devil on one side and you got the angel on the other and they argue a lot. You know, there's days where we're the highest version of ourselves and there's days where we're the lowest. And when you're so involved in your surroundings, it's that much more things that are influencing you. Right. That instant gratification, the feeling of um, not accomplishing your goal, um, the 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 not having things go your way even you're even though you're so invested right yeah yeah when you're so part of your environment everything kind of affects you in a certain way but then there's people that they're they just sit back and they're angels right but at the same time too they've never jumped into the fight well that's i mean that's one of the things right prudence right prudence, prudence. big word yeah it's being prudent Right, and it's it's something that's lost, mm -hmm. I feel, in our generation, mm -hmm. where we haven't learned how to be prudent in our thoughts and actions and be patient. That's big. It's that's big. it's something that's, and it takes a lot of right. skill and a lot of patience and a lot of work to be prudent. Have you ever read uh, George Washington's Rules to Chivalry? No. Oh. It's, but I will. It's a small book. I love book. George Washington. It's a bro. small book. It's great. You know, it's it's rules. I'm probably getting it wrong exactly. His rules to chivalry, and a lot of it revolves around being prudent. He, man, he's such a good leader. Like being measured, yeah. being measured right. in your actions, in your words, in your speech, and. There's so much of that that and, is lost. Right. It goes right. back to our first episode about the um, Masonic. Right. You know, filling that, that silence. Right. That's your prudence right there is just take that second. It's and, important. And trusting, right, trust. And, and for somebody like him who he really never really wanted it, like he, he never wanted the job. But Right. It almost seemed like to him, he's like, do I really need to show no. people how to show people this but because he, he knew nobody could do it to his caliber really right? right it's almost like he knew that hey masonry taught me this and it's my due diligence there there is things that you know if you fully subscribe to it and fully <clears throat> live it and you've done it for long enough that you just it almost becomes a a natural thing for a man to just assume right. that everyone else must think this way, right? So if he might have been like, I I've, I figured these were like universal thoughts and truths. Like I didn't think I needed to show people. I you know it's just a natural thing well, to think like 
everyone else was. I thought this was this is self evident that that I didn't need to actually say. And that was the beauty in the founders. They they were like, we're gonna say these things are self evident, meaning that they 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 speak for themselves. They shouldn't be argued with. But they felt enough to actually write down those words in the Declaration of Independence to say, we hold these truths to be self evident. Mm-hmm. And things that are self evident don't need to be written down. No. But they knew enough to say. Well, we know them to be self-evident, but maybe everybody else doesn't quite no, understand of not. what exactly we're thinking, what exactly that they should, or maybe they're too afraid right. to actually say it out loud. Right. So we're gonna say it for them. Well, not, not well, not everybody's gonna gonna fight for somebody else, right? It's called responsibility, right? But let's break it down. Your responsibility. Your ability to respond appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 it it's in the word. So you 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 see things that are self evident, that are being countered, or being challenged. Mm-hmm. Now we have to we have to call it out. We hold these truths to be self evident. It's your ability to respond. It's like you have to respond to things accordingly. You have to fight for what's right for the people who can't. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's, you get to the point where when you assume things or you wait for somebody else to do it. Right. It, it, if you can assume something, mm-hmm. but if you never actually say it out loud, out loud, loud to somebody, you're, you're probably going to, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. You're going to, right. you're going to eventually find out like, oh, I'm kind of in my own world here and you get what you get right <laughs> you get what you get but to to truly invest and take that that extra effort to communicate mm-hmm. even when it's uncomfortable right you know what it might be a mess but at least it's out there and we'll clean it up right and and people know where like this you're podcast. coming from right yeah <laughs> Yeah, we'll clean it up. I mean, look, we started off, we were trying to be polished. And we've ended up with this. A little bit of heartburn. You're looking fly. You got Domino's the hat on. Domino's heartburn, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Which this. nobody judges. We live in New York and we got Domino's tonight. But it's the only thing open at this hour. It is over 4 o'clock in the morning. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. And we didn't even drink that much, to be honest with you. No, we had a couple drinks. We got good stuff on the table, too. And we got a late start tonight. This interview slash podcast was not brought to you by Balvini or Glenlivet. However, <laughs> they are the choice of the grumpiest past master, the OG Daniel son. Yeah. Maybe one day they'll be sponsors. You never know. You never know. Maybe we can just enjoy know. it, too. Yeah. Yeah. But going back stuff. going back to where we originally started, which was being listened to but not heard. What what do you think someone could do to get them to listen to you? Is it answer that first and then 
I'll go beyond that. So certain keywords, right? And it goes back to the art of communication, right? So some people say, uh, I don't know, give me a subject. Freemasonry is this, right? That generates a response, right? So when you say things like, from what I understand or from what I've heard or my impression, people are going to fully listen to you because they want to make sure that their response is a logical one to what you just said. So they're going to listen to everything you had to say, whether they pick it apart or take pieces and use it. But they're going to listen. But when you say, hey, oh, this is this. It's final. Right. There's no room for. Yeah. Some that, people want to build off of what you said as opposed to, no, let, let's just throw the whole opinion out. And this is what it is, you know? Right. The fact, if you don't give people an out. Right. Right. If you don't give them, this is this is how I see it, where they can interject their own thoughts into it. You're gonna lose them right away, because no, there's there there's not much in masonry that are that is finite. No, there's not much in masonry that's this is it and that's it. Right. And there's there are things that are like that, but you need to let somebody know that hey, I've processed this. Let mm -hmm. them know that you. I've put some time and some effort into the, my exactly. thought process into yes. this, and this is how I see it. And let them know that you are open to the way they feel, so they feel comfortable to be able to express it's how they intention, feel about it. Right, intention. But if you, like you said, if you make it so black and white mm -hmm. to them, they're not going to feel. Most people, there mm -hmm. might be some people that are like, "All right, I'm going to dig my heels in too, and I'm going to." That's not what that's not what masonry's about. That shouldn't be with anything that you're about. That's right. any opinion you have. Yeah. You know? You should say like this is how I feel about it, but still present it in a way where you're like, I am open to hear your side. Right. And 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 that's I don't know if it was the art of warfare. You know me, I'm with my quotes. I'm a quote a day, you know, day kind of guy. But in the art of warfare, someone said it. I don't know who it is. I will give you credit if you're still alive. If not, sorry. But um, in the art of verbal warfare, you always leave an escape route for either your opponent or you to leave and join their side, right? Because <laughs> yeah. obviously, you know, you want to walk away with your integrity intact. You don't want it to be an argument. It's not about who's right. It's about what's right. So if they're saying, you know, at the end of the day, we're all trying to battle to harness some type of knowledge, right? Or some type yeah. of skill that we will use going forward. So I don't also want to close off my resource. So if I have somebody right. who's willing to engage in conversation with me, right? And is willing to teach me, I have to, that, that's an open resource, right? There's a, a, a story of a, a potato farmer and a, 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 a guy who, uh, who grows tree apple trees, right? Apple trees. You yeah. ever heard that one? Yeah. Oh, no. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I'll let you finish it. No, no, no. You go ahead. All right. So this guy, he's he's a potato farmer, and potatoes, as you know, grow in the ground. So some guys like, man, you like potatoes, and I'm I'm butchering this right now, but you understand what we have on the table. So he 
he says, you got to try apples. They're luscious. They're juicy. And you, you, you got to try it. So the potato farmer's like, okay, well, how do I get apples? He's like, well, you got to go to the tree. It's up on the top of the hill. So the potato farmer makes his way up there and he sees the apple tree and he starts digging. He's like, there's no apples here. But that's because he's taking his past learning, his past, you know, strategy on how he executes a plan. Right. He only knows that way how to do he it. He only knows that way. Right. And he didn't listen to the apple And he farmer. didn't la listen to the, to the apple farmer. Right. He didn't go that much further because he didn't also want to make himself his, his own um, pride didn't allow him to ask questions. Yeah. That would enhance his experience. The apple farmer would have said, hey, once you get to the apple tree, look up. Yeah. And that's it. You know? Yeah. That's good stuff, man. So how do you think we're doing so far? Man. I almost said who cares. But I care. <laughs> I do care. <laughs> I think, but I care. Uh, I think that... That was the pride in me speaking right now. Ego. Ego is not your amigo. <laughs> we definitely care. Where where do you see mm -hmm. masonry? It's as tough. we get older. It's tough. It's it's in a scary time right now because it's loosening it's in my opinion, again, this is my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. It's easier to become a Mason now than ever because in its current state, values aren't held as high as they were and membership is low. Mm -hmm. And in order for Masonry to survive, you have to have members. However, with the current state of society, how expensive things are, life gets in the way, all right? And you have, because masonry doesn't really, masonry doesn't project, it doesn't show, it doesn't advertise, it doesn't recruit. You have to know one and you have to ask one to be one. And if you have lack of members, you don't really see masons. There was a brother... <clears throat> there was a brother that I <clears throat> that I was listening to, mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna say his name because I don't have his permission. Um, that does he gets knowledge out mm -hmm. to the world. This is on on a platform, or it was on a platform. Okay, but I'm not gonna say who because okay. again, I don't have his permission yet. He he actually said something, and I don't know if it originated from him, but. Mm -hmm. I did like it. And and I've heard this term from brothers you know through I've been, been through I've been a brother. And they they use the term masonry is going through a distillation process. Mm -hmm. And when you distill liquor it becomes more refined. Mm -hmm. You're boiling off the water and leaving the alcohol. And his point was, you need to make sure that 
you don't distill it so much because if you boil too much off, you start to lose the alcohol too. Right. So we want to make sure masonry was huge in the 50s, 60s, 70s, even into the 80s. But it, it was a, a strong decline. It was. And there was a strong decline. Like almost 30% of membership right. was lost. But I feel like that he kind of hit the nail on the head when he said, "This distillation's fine. You end up with a better product as long as you don't let it boil too much. Now, in reference to that, right, I agree with you a thousand percent. But I feel as of late, once brothers actually become masons, they're they're not held to the same standard that the brothers of 20, 30, 40 years ago were held, mm -hmm. right? There's certain things that are turned away, right? Um, if you don't, for example, you don't have to be a, a ritualist. And that's somebody who knows the ritual, if, if not, not so much a practitioner, but somebody who understands and knows ritual, right? The historical teachings, I should say, not ritual, because ritual might sound crazy to somebody who's not a mason, but there's certain things, certain, certain memorizations, certain way you carry yourself that brothers kind of turn right or turn left to, and they, they, they bypass, right? So, like, when it comes to giving a brother a job or even watching a brother fall short, in my opinion, it's excusable with the current state of mainstream because we are lacking in membership. So let me let me make this like analogy then. Right. If Masons are the alcohol, mm -hmm. if Masons are the whiskey and we're distilling the whiskey and we're the liquid mm -hmm. and we're the we're the raw corn whiskey moonshine alcohol. Isn't then the lodge the oak barrel? Right. Isn't then, is it the lodge as a whole's job to flavor Absolutely. those masons? Absolutely. So we need to put the care and the time in to add that flavor. And yeah, to and make, make that, it harder too, yes, right? And, and, and age that liquor that we just, we've now distilled it, right? We've gotten down to the best spirits, mm -hmm. right? The highest purity alcohol right. that you can get down to. Not too many people want to sit around and just drink straight moonshine. It might be no, too harsh. It's course, too rough. Of course, it's still of right. That 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 raw alcohol. It could be two hundred proof. It could be a hundred percent out. It's it, it's too rough to swallow for the right. world. But the lodge then takes that alcohol and ages it in its barrel and makes it smooth right. and easy for the world to drink and enjoy. Right. And it and it's 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 a dangerous, um, it's a dangerous way to go, right? Because a lot of times we sacrifice great for good. Yeah. And then good becomes a standard. And then once good kind of fades away, we sacrifice good for mediocre. Right. And then we sacrifice mediocre for whatever we could get. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Right. And then it just there's a steady downtrend. Right, and then you but end up with well liquor or right, something. <laughs> right, you have to hold that standard. You have to hold that tradition. 
it's 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 essential it's essential to what we are who we believe we are and what we stand for we don't do things because we're they're easy we do things because we can do them right right mm -hmm. like jfk said we're not going to the moon for what because it's easy right we're doing it because it's hard right and that's 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 what essentially being a mason is it's showing your imperfections Allowing people to call you out because you are a rough ashler and making the necessary adjustments. And hopefully when it's all said and done, you have a nice piece, right? The foundation of what you want is your foundation. Whatever sculpture you put on top is good, right? But certain, certain people have a horrible foundation. They put this beautiful sculpture up there, but the foundation is going to crumble. If your foundation and what you believe you truly are is sound, no matter what you put there, the foundation will never crumble. You could rebuild that statue a million times, mm -hmm. but the foundation is never going anywhere. That's true. You know what I mean? So, then we'll leave it at this, I think, tonight. Thanks oh. for joining us. Yeah. Keep your foundation true. Age your Masonic <laughs> experience for the world to enjoy. Right. And uh, safe travels, brothers. Safe travels. Fraternal greetings from New York.